Welcome to the Speaking of Women's Health podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Holly Thacker, the Executive Director of National Speaking of Women's Health. And I am back in the sunflower house as the sun is shining brightly this late spring 2023. So as we're approaching summer, we decided to talk today about summer skincare and everything about sunscreen. With summer officially almost around the corner, it's definitely time to think about protecting your largest asset and your largest body organ, your skin. Because your eyes, skin, and even hair can be damaged by harmful UV rays. Besides protecting your skin daily, don't forget to wear your polarized lenses in whatever style eyeglass or sunglasses you like. And it's a great idea to consider wearing a big hat or at least a cap when outside. And there's lots of over-the-counter spray products that can help protect your hair. Some ultraviolet light on exposed arms and legs for 15 minutes during the summer helps to convert active vitamin D in the skin, particularly in people under age 40. As the skin gets older, we're not as good as able to do this. And certainly bright light and sunlight can help elevate your mood and so can raising your vitamin D levels, which of course you can do with a vitamin D supplement. And everything you want to know about vitamin D was in our second podcast. But as with most things, too much of any one thing can be detrimental. And especially with sun exposure over prolonged periods of time, it can lead to a lot of harmful effects on the skin, including accelerated aging, those wrinkles and sunspots and so-called age spots, or some people dub them liver spots, but they're really age spots. And the medical term is senile antigeny. Burns, you can get burns from the sun, particularly in fair-skinned individuals. But I even know a certain person who's dark-skinned and loves the sun and follows all my medical instructions, except for sunscreen, and she actually uh, was burned um, and got too much sun. So even if you're not someone who's prone to burning your skin, you still can. And everyone is at increased risk for skin cancer. Basal cell cancers, squamous cell cancers, and the dreaded melanoma. Furthermore, in women, you can get melasma, which is the so-called mask of pregnancy. And it's from a combination of high hormone levels like in pregnancy or birth control pills and ultraviolet light exposure. And once you get this, you're always prone to it. I experienced this with my son when I was pregnant with him in the summer. I was helping my sister move all her furniture and we were inside and outside. I was tired and I was sitting there. And one of my friends, a physician, said, hey, wipe that dirt off your forehead. (laughs) It was not dirt. It wasn't Ash Wednesday. It was melasma. So it's interesting that Americans, who we, of course, drive on the left side of the road, we actually have more skin cancer on the left side of the face and neck. While our British friends, who drive on the right side of the road, they have more cancers of the skin on the right side of the face. And you can get UV light exposure and sun damage 365 days a year, even in the winter 
on a cloudy day inside your car with the windows up because these rays penetrate. So it's important to understand that UV light includes both UVA and UVB. And so the very best uh, sunscreens block both UVA and B because both rays can damage your skin, but in somewhat different ways. So the UVA rays are the longest rays and they comprise 95% of the sun's radiation. And these rays penetrate through glass windows during all seasons. And they pay, play a big role in skin cancers. And they also can cause skin aging, wrinkles, fine lines, and dark spots. And these UVA long rays penetrate the skin much more deeply. The UVB rays, they've got a much shorter wavelength and they constitute approximately 5% of the sun's radiation. And they don't come through the windows. And traditional sunscreens are a lot more helpful at blocking UVB than A. UVB damages the outermost layer of the skin, which can cause sunburns. And these rays also cause many skin cancers. So the importance of sunscreen. Most of us are aware that it's important to protect against the development of skin cancer. But what exactly is sunscreen? What qualifies as a broad spectrum? And are they all really water resistant if they're labeled as such? And how do you properly apply sunscreen? Well, sunscreens are topically applied as sprays, creams, gels, or sticks, and they can either block or absorb the sun's radiation. Sunscreens contain either organic or inorganic filters. Many of the commercially available sunscreens are actually organic filters. For example, one of the best, Meroxyl XS, is a combination of multiple different organic filters that work together to absorb both UVA and UVB wavelengths. Now, people with sensitive skin may react to the organic sunscreens and thus elect to use less irritating inorganic sunscreens. So those inorganic sunscreens that we tend to also use on children are that they use minerals like zinc oxide. You know how you see the lifeguard uh, in the summer with the white uh, stuff on the nose and cheeks? That's zinc oxide. And that does block UV radiation, and it's somewhat better tolerated than the organic sunscreens. For the same reason, these inorganic sunscreens may be much more appropriate for your young children and toddlers and any infant greater than six months. But we don't use this on the skin of infants under uh, six months. And certainly any infant under six months should not be exposed to prolonged sunlight. You should use physical blocking maneuvers. And certainly talk to your pediatrician about your baby's needs for vitamin D because babies generally need to be supplemented, uh, including breastfed babies. Now SPF, or the sun protection factor, is a measure of the sunscreen's ability to protect against UVB rays only. So whenever I ask my patients what sunscreen they use, they respond with the SPF, but that only indicates UVB. And you want protection as an adult against UVA and B. So when you are purchasing a product, look for something that covers both UVA and B. Opt for a so-called 
broad spectrum sunscreen. The American Academy of Dermatology recommends using an SPF factor of 30 or greater. I tend to look for a sunscreen with Meroxyl because it's anti-aging. And I think the best way to generally get your vitamin D is with a supplement and potentially having your levels checked by a physician. And at least to use sunscreen year-round on your face and neck and décolleté area and hands and ears. Now, certainly in the summer, uh, particularly in younger people um, who aren't necessarily taking vitamin supplements, then certainly exposing maybe the arms and the legs for 15 minutes. Not right at the peak of the sun, but a little before. And Meroxyl is the active ingredient in many of the broad-spectrum uh, over-the-counter products. And that includes Anthelios, which the Europeans had before we did, as well as Neutrogena products. Recently, Johnson & Johnson recalled a specific Neutrogena aerosol sunscreen due to the presence of benzene. So please be sure to check your sunscreens to make sure they're not recalled. There are two types of Meroxyl. SX is the water-soluble, and Meroxyl SX is a synthetic UVA filter developed by L'Oreal and was available in Europe, as I mentioned, long before the United States. We're talking 1982 versus we didn't get it here in the U.S. until 2006. Some of my dermatology friends used to, when they were in Europe, buy the Meroxyl because they knew how good it was. Now, XL means lipid-soluble. And you can find Meroxyl under different names, such as Encampsil, or, this is a mouthful, Trithethyldidine decamphor sulfonic acid. Mm. Meroxyl does block the UVA1 and the UVA2, and is a bit more aesthetically pleasing than wearing dense white zinc oxide. And the nice thing is Meroxyl can be blocked with the standard UVB blocker. So you may ask, is SPF more important than UVA and UVB rays? And as I mentioned, many of my patients focus on the SPF, the sun protection factor, but you really want to block both A and B to protect your skin. And there's not very many products that have both. So you really have to look out also for ingredients like alcohol, which can be irritating or drying to the skin. And many sunscreens contain avobenzone, uh, also trademarked as Parsol 1789. And that blocks the full spectrum of UVA absorbing the rays and converting them to heat. But beware because avobenzone can irritate the skin. Now Helioplex is a brand name made by Neutrogena and it's a formulation to block UVA and B and it contains avobenzone, oxybenzone, octocrylene, homosalate, and octosalate. So how should you protect your skin when you're pregnant or breastfeeding? I have some breastfeeding daughter-in-laws. Well, if you are pregnant or breastfeeding, it may be best just to stick with the physical measures to protect your skin, like an umbrella and big hat and shades, and only use the mineral-based sunblockers like titanium dioxide or zinc oxide, just like you would for your young children, as opposed to sunscreens. Children, sensitive folks, 
and pregnant and breastfeeding moms who want to avoid any absorption of any sunscreen chemicals should focus on the sunblocks, which includes avoiding the use of avobenzone, oxybenzone, octocrylate, and ecamsalt, uh, which are the most effective sunscreens. So opt for the mineral-based sunblocks that include zinc oxide and titanium dioxide. And don't forget, everyone needs to wear their hats and sunglasses. And you can get UV-blocked sun uh, uh, cloth, clothing. And generally speaking, the peak, most damaging UV rays are between the hours of 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. And certainly read labels, just like you do with food. Read labels, pay attention to the list of ingredients in your sunscreen, particularly if you have skin sensitivities. And it may be best for sensitive people to avoid both added fragrances and preservatives. In terms of applying your sunscreen um, properly, you need to guard against pigmentation, aging, and skin cancer. Research suggests that despite widespread use of sunscreen, most people are not applying it properly and most people are not um, applying it more frequently. Every few hours, you must reapply. So now that you know everything you need to know about sunscreen and probably more than you wanted to know about sunscreen for the summer, I want to talk about summer health tips besides just the sun for you and your family because school's going to be out soon, the days are getting longer, and everyone is anxious to pack in so much fun, recreation, and relaxation. Summer fun may involve many activities and components, sunshine, heat, water, long days, picnics, family get-togethers. We're planning one for our whole family that I'm really looking forward to, travel, gardening, and new experiences in carefree recreation. So as you begin to plan your summer, be sure to be healthy, be strong, and be in charge. So some tips that I think are very helpful for you and your family this summer. Number one, stay hydrated because heat can be deadly and it's much more lethal in the very young and the very old. Staying well hydrated helps to reduce heat illness, and it's very important to acclimate to hot environments. So as an adult, drink between four to six cups of water each day to keep you adequately hydrated. And water helps you prevent overheating. And you can add a little bit of dilute fruit juice to your water to give it a little flavor, and the toddlers may ingest more fluid this way. And it doesn't have to be raining to to use your stylish umbrella. Make a fashion statement and keep it cool. Number two, eye protection. UV rays, especially over time, damage the eyes, cataracts, macular degeneration, even retinal damage. So wear your sunglasses with UV protection daily and wear a hat on sunny days. And consider wearing protective eye gear when you play sports to reduce the risk of a serious eye injury. Number three, Lather on that broad spectrum, sunscreen, daily, liberally, and reapply. My favorite personal is the Anthelios 60 Melton sunscreen because it not only acts as a broad spectrum sunscreen, but as an aluminizer. And many women apply sunscreen just to their face, but they totally forget their neck and decollete areas. 
And these areas are simply an extension of your face. And by not protecting your skin, you're going to age yourself before your time. Because you want to keep your skin looking radiant and healthy and glowing. One of our earlier podcasts, we talked about uh, skincare peels and how to keep your skin glowing year-round. Now, speaking of glowing women, pregnant women are most at risk for developing blotchy pigment on their face. And melasma certainly can be treated, but it will come back with any ultraviolet light exposure. Don't skip your exercise routine just because it's sultry outside. You may need to change where you exercise, and you might need to avoid the peak heat and humidity, but don't get lazy just because it's warm outside. Number five, watch for mosquitoes, especially at dusk and dawn. There are many mosquito vector-borne illnesses, encephalitis, Zika, uh, malaria in certain parts of the world. The best way to prevent uh, many of these infections is to simply avoid mosquito bites. And mosquitoes are the most active from dusk to dawn. So clear out any standing water. Use an insect repellent as an adult, a DEET-based or picaridin-based repellent are safe on your skin. Fix broken screens. Uh, My husband just got this little handy product online that sealed a couple of our, uh, our screens that had tiny little holes where bugs and mosquitoes can get in. Use an EPA-registered insect repellent, and it's best to spray your clothes, not your skin, with permethrin. Permethrin is a plant-based chemical that should be applied just to clothing, not to your skin, because permethrin uh, can be irritating, so be very careful when applying. Number six, enjoy hiking and gardening and the great outdoors, but know how to identify both poison ivy and poison sumac. And know when to see your physician if you notice a rash that comes on suddenly. And please see your physician if the rash is extensive or involves the face. And do not apply Benadryl or Caladryl to the skin. You can apply plain calamine lotion or cool compresses. You may be able to take oral Benadryl, uh, if you're not going to be driving and you might become sleepy, but topical Benadryl to the skin, which is in some over-the-counter products, is actually a skin sensitizer. And cool Domboro compresses, which you can get over-the-counter, reduce weepiness of the skin. And if you require prednisone therapy from your physician to treat an itchy dermatitis like poison ivy, you likely will need it for three weeks, not just a seven-day course, which a lot of urgent care centers uh, may prescribe. And again, this is not medical advice. This is just a Speaking a Women's Health podcast to keep you empowered with information. Number seven, always observe water safety rules. Do not swim alone, even if you are an expert swimmer. Bring and wear life jackets when swimming, boating, or jet skiing. And remember that water and alcohol do not mix in terms of ingesting alcohol. In fact, ingesting alcohol doesn't mix with a lot of activities, driving, operating machinery. Um, So it's always important to be responsible. Number eight, 
Watch out for ticks and inspect the skin for any ticks. And that includes your children. When going out in tick-infested areas, it's best, even in warm weather, to wear long sleeves and longer pants and wear light colors because ticks are dark and small and are a little bit easier spotted against lighter colors. Inspect the body for any ticks after being outside or being in a wooded area. It typically takes more than 24 hours for a tick to infect a person, including the deer tick and Lyme disease. So the sooner that you find and remove the tick, the better. And it's also important to remember that your beloved pet can bring ticks home. So be sure to inspect them on a regular basis as well. If you find a tick attached to you, here's how you remove it safely. Use clean tweezers to grasp the tick as close to the skin surface as possible. Pull upward without squeezing too hard. After you remove the tick, be sure to clean the area and put the tick in a sealed bag or container. Even if you find a tick and remove it within a day, you might want to follow up with your healthcare clinician to rule out the possibility of infection. And some of the more serious tick-borne infections include Lyme disease, which can lead to a lot of chronic problems. It, it can appear with a bullseye rash, but doesn't necessarily have to. And rocky-mounted spotted fever. My brother and his son, my nephew, uh, developed this um, when they were doing a lot of outdoor construction activity in Alabama. And luckily there's treatment, and early treatment, just like with any condition, is generally better. So thank you so much for joining us in the Sunflower House. You've been listening to your host, Dr. Holly Thacker, in the Sunflower House on the Speaking of Women's Health podcast. I really hope that you enjoy your summer and that you pack a lot of fun, active activities and be mindful of taking some of these extra precautions so that you can be healthy, be strong, and be in charge. I hope that you'll subscribe, if you don't already, to our podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. And please be sure to give us a five-star rating because that helps us move up in the ratings. See you next time.